my journey into making sleep a thing for our family was the four-month mark. It took me three and a half months to realize that I needed help. And that may not sound like a lot in the sleep world, but I do believe that once you understand that things can be better, why wait? But as a first-time mom, I had no idea that things could be better, that people could help me with sleep. And so for three and a half months, I was just trying to figure it out and wing it. And I was asking people like, how to get your baby to sleep? If you know my story, you've heard me talk about how my mom asked, hey, what's wrong with eat, sleep, play instead of eat, play, sleep? And I was like, I don't know. So by the time I got to the three and a half month mark, I was desperate. I needed help. And so I I turned to Google, like most people do, and that's where I discovered that there are sleep plans and sleep consultants to help you. And so at the 16-week mark, that's when I began my journey to help my daughter, Ellie, learn how to sleep better. Honestly, I was going to be fine with like two to three night wakings because at the time, she was waking every 90 minutes throughout the night. So I was ready for some change, and even just like three hours of of a full night's sleep would have been glorious. So the reason I'm setting this up for today's podcast is because it's all about the four-month sleep schedule. Today, this is just designated towards the four-month-old. And I, I'm sharing this podcast because it's it's something that a lot of the times you will find four-month information or newborn information. But as someone recently asked me, like, Becca, what is the difference between what you teach and what other people teach? And once you start to hear my sleep philosophies on a four-month-old, you'll understand what Little Z's is about. So today we're going to jump into the four-month sleep schedule. And if you are listening to this with a four-month-old, I need you to know that you can sleep train. Go talk to your pediatrician. Obviously, I don't know. There's always a big asterisk on these podcasts. I am not a medical professional, and I am not your child child's pediatrician. So go talk to your child's doctor and make sure that the weight and if there's any uh, medical restrictions, like let's check all of that off. You need to go seek um, the individual medical counsel for your child. And if your pediatrician says, yes, you can sleep train, a four-month-old, as you'll hear me say today, they might still have a nighttime feed and that's okay. So what we're looking at today is a deep dive into the four-month sleep schedule. And I need you to know that you can do this now. You don't have to wait for the four-month regression to be over. You'll hear more about that today. But the biggest thing I need you to take away is that change is possible. Better sleep is possible. If you are listening to this and you also know of a friend who is approaching the four-month mark with their little one, send this podcast episode to them. It will be a huge help. Okay, let's get into the four-month sleep schedule. Hey, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant here at Little Z Sleep, and we love sleep. We love it so much that we are on a mission to tell the world that sleep is a thing. Sleep is not a competitive badge of honor. It is not something that you have to wait and survive through and trudge through as a parent. You actually can have sleep now, and we are all about that. And here on the podcast, you will hear stories from well-rested families. You will hear troubleshooting, problem solving, and everything in between to help your family make sleep a thing. Of course, you don't have to wait for every episode to come out. You can actually get a step-by-step sleep training plan over on littlezsleep.com shop. From newborn to preschool, we want to help give you the resources to increase your family's sleep every single night and ensure that your family is happy, healthy, and well-rested. Let's talk about the four-month schedule. 
Let's go through some quick facts and then we're going to slow it down so you can better understand how to make this happen with your baby. Quick fact number one, this schedule that we're going to talk about can begin at 16 weeks from due date. Quick fact number two, at four months old, we're aiming for four naps per day, totaling four hours of daytime sleep. That's kind of nice. All makes sense. Quick fact number three is that two of the four naps need to happen in the crib. The other two, your choice can be on the go. The final quick fact is to replace the word schedule with routine. While yes, we're talking about the schedule for the day, the actual times will fluctuate. So it's more like a routine. We're going to implement these strategies, but the times will likely vary day to day and that's okay. When we're implementing a four-month sleep routine, I want to start with the nighttime. At this age, your baby can go to bed for the night and have a 11 to 12-hour nighttime total amount of sleep with one possible night waking. That's what my baby course will walk you through. We will teach your baby to sleep 11 to 12 hours through the night with one possible night waking for a feed. It's perfectly okay for a four to five month old to still have a nighttime feed, but I don't know your child's specific medical history or weight concerns. So please talk to your pediatrician always before implementing a sleep training plan. Nighttime is 11 to 12 hours with one waking for a feed. Daytime, we are looking for four hours of daytime sleep spread between four naps. This could mean that they are a perfect one hour per nap, but the reality is that there will probably be too short and too long. Let's walk through the daytime and what this might look like for your baby. We are building our four-month schedule using awake windows. Awake windows is the amount of time your baby can be awake for. You and I can be awake for 13, 14, 15, 16 hours and then go to sleep for the night. Where a baby, obviously, they're not ready for that. They're tiny. They need a lot of rest. So a four-month awake window is an hour and a half to an hour and 45 minutes max. That's where we're staying in the sweet spot with your four-month-old. So as an example, if your baby wakes up at 7 a.m. to start the day, you are looking at an hour and a half. Let me just give you a little tip. In the morning, it's the smallest wake window. This morning time is even going to be a struggle to do an hour and a half. So we're looking at an hour and a half wake time and then down for nap one. They wake up from nap one. We're looking at an hour and a half to an hour and 45 minutes of wake time. They go down for nap two. Same thing. They wake up from nap two. We have an hour and a half to an hour and 45 minutes, and then they go down for nap three. Then the same thing. We have an hour and a half to an hour and 45 minutes. Once they wake up from nap three to nap four, they wake up from nap four, an hour and a half to an hour and 45 minutes later, they go down for bedtime. This is our rhythm throughout the day. We're using the awake windows to guide your baby's schedule. So at four months old, they can only handle being awake for an hour and a half to an hour and 45 minutes, and then they need to be going to sleep for the nap. The nap, since we have four naps, I only want two of them to be in the crib. This is your time, because as I went through like those schedules, you're probably like, oh my gosh, am I supposed to be like chained to my house all day? No, please don't. Please go live your life. Go take a walk, go run errands. So this is what we're going to ask. I would love if the 
first and third nap we're in the crib. This will kind of set us up for some success when we implement a two-nap schedule later on down the road. But having the first and the third nap in the crib, usually those are the ones that tend to be the longer naps. And so if we can have our first morning nap and then our third nap of the day be in the crib, you're welcome to have number two and four in the baby carrier, in the stroller, out in the car if you've got errands to run. Notice I didn't say on me because the core of our actual sleep plan is that your baby will sleep independently. And that could still be in a stroller or in the baby carrier. But we want to make sure that we're offering independent sleep spaces, not always having contact naps, which at this age is causing a disruption, usually in the nighttime sleep as well. A four-month nap schedule really runs around these wake windows. So as you build the four-month schedule with your baby, I want you to remember, first of all, use those wake windows and don't go past them. We actually are not waiting for your baby to yawn, rub their eyes, make sleepy cues. You're waiting on the clock. So you're going to be very strict with that clock and with those wake windows and then offer going to sleep for that nap time. But what about feeds? When are you supposed to feed your baby? Let's acknowledge that eat, play, sleep may not happen all the time. You may begin the day with an eat, play, sleep mindset, but by not two, it's out the window. At this age, your baby is probably having the breastfeeding or the bottle anywhere between three to four hours. Personally, my girls, I could never get them stretched and they were formula girls. I could never get them stretched past three hours between their bottles. So this totally depends on how your baby is eating. However, we're aiming for every three to four hours at most that they're having a feed. And so this might mean that your baby has to have a feed and then it's about 20 minutes and they go down for a nap. And you may be like, ah, eat, play, sleep, baby wise. I thought we were supposed to be like, that was the Bible. And the thing is, that's going to be different for every single child. So don't hold eat, play, sleep so fast and so tight that you can't live your life. So please know that you're likely to have some feeds happen right before a nap. And what we're aiming for are these four naps per day, totaling four hours of sleep throughout all daytime sleeps. Remember at this age to not settle. Just because you feel like you don't have a six-month-old and they're not a newborn and you're in this weird limbo stage, it doesn't mean you can't make sleep a thing. I'm really passionate about this age because this is when we found my oldest daughter a plan. We were able to teach her to sleep all night long. And the morning I woke up and my four-month-old who was previously waking up every 90 minutes throughout the night, when I woke up and she had slept 12 hours all night, I wanted to tell everybody. And so I'm so passionate about our four to five month sleep training plan because you can make sleep a thing at this age. You don't have to wait. You don't have to figure it out. And I want to acknowledge most of all, you've probably been creeped out by the four month regression and oh no, this is going to ruin everything. But the thing is, your baby is experiencing a four-month regression because they're more mature in their sleep cycles. Now they are able to independently self-soothe and we can teach them these skills inside the baby sleep course. Check out the link below so you can get started with your child's plan and have this ready at your fingertips. In conclusion, with a four-month schedule, we're aiming for four naps per day, totaling four hours of sleep between all of those naps. You're building this schedule for your baby. Remember, schedule and loose 
air quotes here. You're building this schedule using awake windows. Your little one can handle an hour and a half to an hour and 45 minutes awake and that's it. So they're going to sleep every hour and a half to 45 minutes after they have those wake windows. I hope this was immensely helpful to you. If you have a four month old, would you please comment below? How are things going? We want to be here to help you make sleep a thing and also connect you with resources to make your sleep journey easier. Thank you so much for being here. Sweet dreams. See you next time.